Welcome into the Bear Down Podcast. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. We host our show, Black and Abdallah Weeknight, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. We bring to you the Bear Down Podcast Tuesdays and Thursdays right here on the ESPN Chicago app. Hey, Adam, it's draft day. We're ready to go as the NFL draft is tonight. The Bears don't have a first-round pick. They have two in the second round for tomorrow, but the NFL draft kicks off this evening. I'm so excited. It's my favorite non-football event uh, that takes place when they're not actually playing games because the first round is still important. Is there going to be a one run on wide receivers? Is there going to be a run on offensive tackles? Uh, everything that happens in the first round after like the first 10 picks will affect what the Bears do on day two. Do they get antsy? Does Ryan Poles in his first draft as a GM sit there and go, my guy is going to come off the board at 32. I need to move up and go get him. We hope he doesn't do that. But a lot can be learned about what's going to happen in day two, day three, day four, after the first day of the draft. And that's tonight, and I'm so excited for it. So the draft is tonight, uh, Tuesday. Uh, Ryan Poles at Hallis Hall got a chance to talk to the media. So on today's podcast, we're going to review some of the things Ryan Poles said to the media on Tuesday. And let's kick things off with Ryan Poles and his thoughts on the offseason program. His players, his coaches, everyone coming together. You had some OTAs over the last week or so. You get the players in the building with the new coaching staff. Here's Ryan Poles, Bears GM, talking about the offseason program. We have the players in, which has been really exciting. Uh, there's a lot of energy in the building. You can feel the buzz. You can feel the presence. Um, you can see our coaches getting excited as well. Um, you know, some of the things we talked about earlier, just in terms of finding teachers, you can see that playing out already. And those results are on the field. Um, you know, with it being voluntary in terms of the off-season program, um, the really the really cool thing that we all appreciated the guys that did show up, and the biggest part of that is just the um, personal interactions that we have. I do think it takes time to to build trust and build relationships with those guys, and and that's something that we're working on, and it's going really well. I think the other thing that's probably underrated more than anything is the time they spend together uh, in the locker room getting to know each other you have a group of new players in with uh, the players that were here before so just working on that chemistry both on the field and in the locker room um, it's important in this sport so uh, we're excited about that so ryan poles early on talking about the chemistry and and everyone coming together getting into the building players coaches new regime new life for the chicago bears going forward yeah everything feels new everything feels fresh the priority is Justin Fields and building that offense around him, but also maintaining some form of competitiveness, right? Like, I don't think anybody in the city wants this to be a two-loss team. Like, that doesn't benefit anybody. You're like, oh, tank for the pick, tank for the pick. No, because that means Justin Fields is bad, and that means that there's been no progress made on offense. So I feel like with this renewed sense of hope, with this renewed sense of change, with this renewed uh, front office and everybody coming in, that there's a new energy about what this team can be if they make the right picks over this weekend. The Bears were 6-11 and 11 last season, but they have a quarterback for the future in Justin Fields. I, I, I feel what you're saying there. I don't think winning two or three games is going to satisfy Ryan Poles or Matt Eberflus, the new head coach. I, I get the impression the way they talk about this is, is not as if they're setting expectations that they're going to surprise people or they're going to win X number of games next season. But it doesn't appear to me as if they're okay being really bad. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the, the objective here is to be competitive 
over time, but also raising the the uh, the talent within, uh, which is going to take some time because of all of the holes that Ryan Pace left behind, but also kind of not compromise the cheap way of doing it, the easy way of doing it, building a roster. So, like, I, I think you have to set that foundation now to then build up. And I think throughout that process, you're going to win some football games just because the teams you're going against are, are either in a mess or the way the NFL schedule breaks. You're, you're going to have some options there. And I don't, I don't think this is a two or win, three win team. Uh, perhaps that the, the talent on the roster suggests at this moment. We talk about it with other football teams throughout the year, right? And how, what, what teams do, right? Like we always talk about, about the witching hour with the red zone, right? Why is it good? Because teams that are down usually tend to make it a game, right? Either a team takes their foot off the gas or a team just makes adjustments and a team, the team that's losing sometimes comes back. I don't need the Bears to go out there and win 12 games. That's not, I mean, it'd be cool, but I don't think it's going to happen. What I want them to do is beat the bad teams that are on their schedule, like the Lions and the Giants, like, like beat the bad teams, compete with the, and, you know, win a couple games that we're like, oh, they won that game. Like, uh, surprise me in a couple games. And then also be competitive against the good teams. Like, don't get blown out. That's all I care. Like, don't get blown out. Be competitive and beat the bad teams that you're supposed to beat. I think that's what everybody, I think that's what they want up at Hallis, too. Like, they don't think they're going to, if they make the playoffs, cool, you make the playoffs. But I don't think anybody's setting that expectation. I think the expectation is that they're going to be a competitive football team. This is the first time for Ryan Poles in this front office going into an NFL draft. He talked on Tuesday about simulating the draft process with his group and then also the draft prep coming together with all the different pieces within the front office. Our scouts came in uh, the beginning of the month for about 12 days uh, leading up to Easter. I let them go home for Easter, and then they're coming in tonight. Um, and we had great debate, great conversation. We did some new things. We took polls. We would watch players stacked up in their position, and we'd poll everybody off their cell phone. And that information would come down to a database and we displayed it on the screen. So we'd see how everyone had it ranked. Sometimes it was a runaway for the top guys. Sometimes it was a really tight race. That just led to more conversation and for us to watch more tape. So uh, really good dis- discussions to go deeper than just watching tape. Um, and then we also did that going horizontal. So not only in positional stacks, but you did that across the board as well. That's where it gets tricky. Do you take this position and this position of all things are even? Um, so learned a lot about our scouts, learned a lot about us as a group. Um, and again, all of this was done so that we make good decisions and we have our board set up the right way. Um, and then from there, you know, I, w- I was talking with Ian about this. I had a coach, his name was Don Horton. He passed away in, in 2016, and he was one of the best coaches I've ever had. And the reason why is because he would take us in all these different hours and times, and he'd take us behind the bleachers, and he'd have blitz cards, and he would show over and over and over and over again every single day. And when you got to game day and you played the game, it slowed down, right? So you would know if, uh, defensive front and how they're lined up. And they'd go about their thing, and you would just kind of wait for people to come to you and go away, and you communicate at a high level. So what we've done the last few days is we've ran simulations of the draft over and over and over and over again. 
to our picks. We trade. We had guys fake uh, call in fake trades just to test our communication, test our trade charts, test all of that to make sure that everything's smooth on game day. And we're just applying that. And that's, what, you know, I feel really confident at this point. And uh, it has a lot to do with the work of, of really everybody who's been all hands on deck. So I'm excited. So that's Ryan Poles talking about the draft prep process and uh, kind of going over it. I like what I heard there from a first-time GM getting ready for his first NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, he's probably been in the room for the Kansas City drafts, right? He's probably been in the, sure. the war room of course, where they're you know making their decisions. So he's watched a very successful team do this before, and he probably wanted to implement some of that into what they're going to do. And I'm sure Matt Eberflus, too, has seen, like, the Colts have drafted pretty well. So he's, he's definitely been in that room as well. So I'm sure they put their heads together, all their knowledge. And Luke Getze was probably there for the, the Packers draft. So you've got three guys from three different organizations that are defensive, a defensive-minded head coach, your offensive coordinator, and your GM sitting there trying to figure out what's the best path, what's the best way to do this, what's the best way that all three of us can communicate together to try to make this happen. Whose voice is going to be the loudest given the position that's coming up? Like if Luke Getze really likes a wide receiver that's up, or if Matt Eberflus really likes a defensive tackle, who's going to win that argument? Like obviously Ryan Poles is going to have to make that decision. uh, It all falls on him. All of these decisions will ultimately fall on him no matter the input. So it's good to see that they're going through and trying to figure out how they're going to do that process because you are on a clock. And it speeds up in the second and third rounds. It's not as long in the first round, after the first round. So they're going to be under the gun pretty quickly. I feel like it, it, it is relatable in the sense that if you want to be good at something, you have to practice it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going through the process of the NFL draft is not something you can really gather the experience of until you're in it, running it yourself. But the closest thing you can get to is, is practicing all the different elements that could take place in that live setting, that live event. Um, so I, I appreciate that at least the thought process isn't, we know all this information and we're better than everyone else, so we're just going to, we'll figure it out in our first attempt. No, it's, it's I had the guys working uh, and us prepping and practicing how this is going to go down so that when it does go down, we're ready. And I, I think that's a good way to look at mm-hmm. it. Uh, Tuesday, Ryan Poles also talked about uh, the possibility of moving up in the first round to get a guy he wants. Uh, there's a lot of needs for the Bears offensive line, wide receiver, cornerback. If there's someone there that you value highly, will you move up and get that guy? Yeah, it comes back down to your board. So there's different values on your board. And if you have certain players that are in a certain section of the board and it makes sense for your team at that time, um, then that's what something you have to do at the right time. But I think you have to know kind of where your team's at and how many picks you have, and, and it's a big-picture decision because uh, there is an effect of losing picks to move up and get that, that player. Oh, like the last GM for the Chicago Bears who was constantly giving up picks to move up in the NFL draft. Don't move up. If anything, move back. Like if you see if you yeah. see an opportunity and you're like, hey – our guy is still going to be there later in the in the second round, or maybe even at the top of the third. Move back. There's nothing wrong with that. 
you can still find, especially at the wide receiver position, it's really deep this year. Like, you can find your guys a little bit later on, you know? But if your guy's there, just don't move up. That's all I'm saying. Don't move up. Either stay put or move back. The 39 seems like they'll, they'll be at that spot. But when you look at 48, there are teams floating around 48 that if there's still quarterbacks of value on the board, uh, the Bears have 48. At 49, you have the Saints. At 50, you have Kansas City. They don't need a quarterback. Mm-mm. But at 51, you have the Eagles. At 52, you have the Steelers. So there's three teams directly behind the Bears where if that falls into that range where Desmond Ritter is still on the board, I doubt it, though, um, or the, the Matt Corral yeah. or some of the other uh, possibilities, uh, Sam Howell, the Bears are in a range between 39 and 48. There's a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks of the future. Uh, Seattle has a few picks. The Colts have a pick. The Falcons have a pick. Um, Washington has a pick. And then behind the Bears of 48, Saints, Eagles, Steelers. There's a lot of opportunity of those teams all jumping up to get a quarterback if they think there's going to be a run on quarterbacks, which could benefit the Bears by moving back. Yeah, and I think that you want to acquire more picks, whether that's a fourth-round pick, another fifth-round pick, whatever you can get. Even if it's only moving back a couple spots and trading with the Pittsburgh and or trading with the Saints who want a guy. But so... It's all up for, we don't exactly, like, this is the whole thing. Like, we don't know until that first round plays out because a team could get antsy and jump the Bears and want to take a quarterback, and then you miss out on that opportunity. Ryan Poles was asked on Tuesday, is this a full rebuild for the Chicago Bears? Yeah, no, the rebuild thing's, like, super sensitive. No, we're, we're, we're constructing a very good football team. Uh, regardless of how you use whatever term that is, we just continue to add talent and young talent, older talent, whatever it takes to make the best team possible. You know, actually, you know, late night with the wife, you're watching TV, you get like the uh, home network where, you know, there's some rooms that are good. You might have to redo some countertops over here, some fresh paint over there. Some rooms are good. You don't need to touch them. So that's kind of the thought process there. That's not a rebuild either. <laughs> So has Ryan Paul has been listening to Black and Abdallah weeknight 6 to 8 on ESPN 1000? No doubt. No (laughs) doubt. No doubt. I feel as if we've said that exact same analogy. uh, We we may be a a bit more polished in our knowledge in HGTV, but he was close. He was good. He was right there. I think this is a love it or list it. This is this show. This the Bears are love it or list it because you've got some things you love about this team. Mm-hmm. There's some things you really love. Justin Fields, Roquan Smith, you know, Robert Quinn, Jalen Johnson, Montgomery, <laughs> Herbert. Like, there's some things you really love. But guess what? I'm going to list Eddie Jackson. So you're going to, so the guys that are on the roster and the deals that they're signing are very team friendly. A lot of options to get out of these contracts after next season. So it's going to be a lot of prove-it deals for these guys. Same with Eddie Jackson. If Eddie Jackson doesn't turn it around this year, he's going to be out next year. He's way too expensive to cut this year to trade or whatever. You're not going to trade him. No one's going to want him. But he's too expensive to cut this year. So you're going to wait till next year to find to do something with him, right? So there's it's love it or list it. Because if you love stuff, you're going to keep it. You're going to be like, I love this house. This is great. Let's keep building it. But next year, they have a ton of money. 
They have their first-round pick back. They're going to be back in more of a normal draft uh, setting here where you've got your first-round pick, you've got your second-round pick, you've got all that stuff, right? So now you have to figure out what you are this year. And at the end of the year, you love it or you list it. Ideally, Eddie Jackson plays great football, and we don't have to have this conversation anymore. You love it. Yeah. You love it. I, I'm with you. Love it or list is probably the, the option. Because it's not uh, good bones. We're, we're ripping it down no, to the absolute no, studs. Not good bones. Uh, it, it, it's not uh, the show with the with the gains, Chip and Joanna. No. Uh, it, it's not that. We're not shiplapping everything. Like no, it's no. 2000 we're not in Waco. 15. Um, I, I don't think this is a house hunter situation because we have the house. The house is built. Yeah. So, so this is, we're not bouncing around trying to figure that out. Um, but I, I do feel as if, uh, yeah, love or listen, not property brothers. No, Mm-mm. I don't think so. Mm-mm. Uh, that the annoying show with, uh, the couple that split up and then they're, flop. they're also doing their own thing and then they have rival shows and then they're trying to figure out what, what's that guy's name. Um, um it's, uh, uh, something Musa, right? Yeah. 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 Yes. Tar- is it Tark. It's not Tarek? Tarek yeah, Tark. Musa? Yeah. Tarek and Christina. Yeah. Isn't that his uh, ex-wife, yeah. wife? I don't, I can't keep it straight. They got a kid together. I don't know. Tarek El Musa. Sorry. Yeah, El Musa. That's it. Hey, yeah. So I, yeah. I don't think it's that type of situation. Um, what What do you think is on right now on HGTV? On HGTV? Yeah. Ooh, right now. HGTV has been doing a lot of these uh, house hunter like islands. Or like Hawaii Hunter and stuff like that. Can't you just go to it on TV? Can you just look it on oh, the, con- the, old, the old guy? I was just yeah. gonna log into my YouTube. No, TV. no, just look at the guide. You got a yeah, TV we, right there in we front do of you. Have cable in here, I guess. You just have to point it at the right thing. It doesn't really work. There's TLC. Oh, put it on the Champions Unsellable League. Unsellable houses. Ugh. That's two what's be- on right now. Well, two bedroom dilemma. Siblings struggling to sell. Uh, hold on, let me get the info. Uh, siblings struggling to sell their sister's home. Okay. Uh, the Lindsay and Leslie's. Oh, so it's, is this just the same? Who's Lindsay and houses. Leslie? Apparently there's, there's new episodes tonight. Okay. At 8 o'clock All Central right. Time. Go back to Champions League, please. All right. I would like to watch Manchester City. Well, you just, you just dated when we were recording this podcast. No, I didn't. Yep. Just edit it out and post. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. All right. Uh, so that's Ryan Poles. On their full rebuild. I don't think it... I mean, it, it is and it isn't. Wait, you dated it by saying what was on HGTV right now. No, not true. It yeah. could be at any time. No, because if someone was. goes and looks and sees what was on the day we said the day... No one's going to do that. Well... They only listen to what you say. No, they don't. I'm just here to guess in and out of breaks. Back to Tarek El Musa and Christina. Hack. <laughs> How she, else do you say H-A-A-C-K? She is so obnoxious. Yeah. That show. He's not the best guy in the world, too, if you do the, if you that do the homework. That show is the absolute worst show on HGTV. There's a reason they got divorced. All right. Um, so I would say full rebuild. Um, to me, it would be a full rebuild if there was no quarterback. Yeah. The fact that you have a quarterback that we think will be good changes the the timeline and the mm-hmm. equation here. And I think that's also why he's reluctant in saying it's a rebuild. Because I think they think like, nah, we can get pieces in place, mm-hmm. get a foundation here. We'll be okay. Oh, yeah. We're not going to be competitive yet. Um, Ryan Poles on Tuesday was asked about building a roster without a first-round pick. It, 
It's a big challenge, right? You come into town mm-hmm. and you have to build this thing up and you don't have a first-round pick. This is what Ryan Poles had to say. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a challenge, but at the same time, I mean, that's why I was hired. That's why our group is, is doing what we do is, is to take what we have and, and construct the best roster we can and have the best draft we can. Um, I do think... You know, we will be in the business depending on where it is and what it looks like and moving back and trying to create more. Um, So that's just what we've been handed, and we're going to maximize that. So that's Ryan Poles. Uh, Something else that comes up when we talk NFL draft action is uh, are you drafting for a team need or talent? Something that always comes up. I'm of the philosophy that you want to take the talent because if you continuously take the best talent on the board – your team's going to have more talent than other people who are going for need. Uh, you know, it, and I get it. There are specific needs on this team. Um, but I, I do think if you're passing up the most talented players in the long run, you're going to hurt the roster overall. Uh, some needs are not as important as other needs. Therefore, I would rather have multiple players as stacked position, even though they're more talented. Uh, than others, and and it's a bit of an overload. I would rather have the more talented players that I know can play over saying, well, I I absolutely am pinpointed and pigeonholed into this selection because I need to get this type of player. Yeah, I, I, I think there's too many holes on this team for you to just be like, we need the best wide receiver right now. Because if you have a an offensive lineman that is ranked higher than the wide receiver you have, you take the offensive lineman. If you have a defensive tackle that's ranked higher than the corner or the offensive lineman, you take that guy. Like, there's just too many holes. Like, the only thing I say that I would steer away from is quarterback and running back. That's kind of it. Everything else, like, like if if Desmond Ritter's still on the board, you're not taking Desmond Ritter. No, no. Like, I, there there are exceptions to the yeah. rule. The but Bears there's no need to draft a quarterback. No. So if the best player on the board is Malik Willis, by the time the Bears pick at 39, you don't take the quarterback. No. But with that said, if it's up for debate between cornerback, wide receiver, uh, offensive lineman, and the best player on the board is a defensive end. Take that defensive end. I would take the defensive end. Yes. Uh, like that. Like that's something that you, you will need. And talent at that position – it is mm-hmm. a luxury. You can't, I, I don't know. I, I just, well, here's what Ryan Poles had to say. Team need or talent? For the most part, it was the best player is how most of those played out. Um, obviously, you can see the votes all the way across the board. So there's a little bit of that, I guess. Um, but for the majority of it, it was the best player. And then on top of that, then you got to go value of the position. And then uh, where the deeper part really goes, instead of just looking at it in a small sample size, is what's below that? Like, where's the drop-offs of different positions? Where can you get another one where the difference isn't that great? So there's a little bit more that goes into it. But uh, for the most part, with those exercises that we had, it was best player. So earlier in the conversation, uh, talking about all that different draft prep is what Ryan Poles was referring to. And when they were doing this draft prep, uh, the question that was asked about team need or talent is when they did this, what was the responses coming back to you? Were, were the scouts and those in the front office saying, hey, take, take this for team need or take it for the talent? And it's refreshing to hear him say that the people that Ryan Poles surrounds him with himself with are people saying take the talent take yeah. them, the take the best talent no and that makes sense too because 
like we said, this roster, while we don't think it's awful, has a lot of holes on it. And so you can't really go wrong taking the best talent on the board. Ryan Poles uh, was asked on Tuesday about uh, the need at wide receiver. They need a big wide receiver. And does that, and kind of playing into team need and talent, does that change the way the Bears have to approach the day two picks, the two picks in the second round? Uh, Is that something that they need to consider knowing that they need a big wide receiver uh, to pair with Darnell Mooney. Here's Ryan Poles. Yeah, you're aware of it, so you're gonna you're gonna look for it. Um, it. Has to be there and has to be at the right level. And I think that's the like the biggest takeaway is like you can talk yourself into anything at this point. That's why I'm not overcooking this board. I'm taking a step back over to, after today because I think sometimes you you keep staring at it and you'll start sliding guys around and doing crazy stuff. Um, but in terms of being specific, you just yeah you're looking to identify it, but. The key is making sure it's in the right value on the board. The key there, Abdallah, is you don't want to overcook your board. No overcooking the board. No, you don't want to do that. You don't want a burnt board. Nobody wants burnt board. Burnt board. Ugh. Dry, <laughs> overcooked. Ugh. No, I like you. burnt toast. Gives it a little flavor. Yeah, of burnt. I like That's it. That's not a flavor. I like it. Burnt is a flavor. It's not a flavor. I like it. No. Uh, Last one from Ryan Poles. Uh, Do you have a starting five for the offensive line? Right? They've made some moves here in the offseason. Yeah, some depth, yeah. Or are are, are they still searching for someone to be the the left tackle, right tackle, wherever there's possibilities on the offensive line? Here's what Ryan Poles had to say. There's always more work. Um, The beautiful thing is all those guys are working really hard, and, and they're getting better. I think the addition, you know, of Lucas Patrick has been really good. You can feel his effect already. He's got energy. Um, he's got toughness. It's like just a presence about him. And then you can feel everyone else coming. And that was the thought process is these catalysts that kind of bring the whole group along. And he's done that. I've been really happy about his effect. Um, but to answer your question, we're always looking to get better uh, for sure. Side sti- Sidestep. He does not answer the question. No, he didn't. He did. The answer is no. He doesn't have a set five. That's the answer. The answer is no. He doesn't. Whoop. There he because, goes. Well, because you, whoever you, you drafted. You go for the tackle. He, he skipped out of the well, way. Well, whoever you go for, go for in the second round, whoever you take in the second or third round is going to be a day one starter. They have to be. There's not enough talent on this offensive line to not have whoever you take in the second round not be a day one starter. I agree with that. So it's not set, but it will be. Assuming they don't, assuming they take someone in when the we, second round. When we come here on Monday, yeah. oh no, second or third, doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. When we come here on Monday, that five will be set. It has to be because that's the, how else are you getting talent? No, I'm with you, uh, and, and that's why the draft is so exciting. It kicks off tonight. Uh, we'll have the NFL draft, and then Friday we'll have full coverage on what the Bears will do in the second round. Uh, this is the Bear Down Podcast. Check out Black and Abdallah, our show weeknights, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, the Bear Down Podcast, right here on the ESPN Chicago app. Excited for the draft. Can't wait for it this evening. Thanks again for listening to the Bear Down Podcast with Black and Abdallah.